from 1999 to 2019 or 20, they mapped out um, ages 10 to 19 device usage uh, three hours or more. And, and, and they also charted hospital beds utilized for self-inflicted wounds. And over the course of time, that growth was kind of hockey stick growth when the digital technology became mm. in the palm of our hand. Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we take very important, what we think are very important issues and topics that we want to take a deeper dive on. And we want to consider them in light of the kingdom worldview, the Christian worldview, and uh, help you think through those things and apply them at the heart level. I'm, I'm Jeff Norris. I am the senior pastor at Perimeter Church. And uh, we're in the middle of a, of a series that we're doing called Faith And. And uh, this one that we've been doing here is Faith and Technology. And I'm joined with a great, great group here that I honestly couldn't think of anyone else I'd rather talk to about faith in the digital landscape and technology and so forth. I have Josh King, who is our Director of Communications here at Perimeter, and we have John and Brianna Morris, who are the co-owners of Maze Creative. And uh, you guys are just fantastic in helping us think through these really important thoughts and issues as it pertains to faith and technology. Um, I, I want us to get practical. I want us to think about best practices even. How do we begin to take what we have discussed already and and how we go, you know what, maybe there, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe there's someone listening or watching who says, all right, yeah, what they've said so far has kind of pegged me. I haven't had a strategy um, with a digital piece of my life. I've kind of let it be what it is. I've received it maybe holistically rather than seeking to redeem it or even reject it. And I, I'd love some pointers on how that can start to look at a practical level. So um, yeah, thoughts, where would you start? You know, I think before we really get into the practicality of it, you know, I think one of the things we really need to have a lens through is that anything we say is not prescriptive. Um, mm. every family is in different stages. So whether you're 60, whether you're 20, um, whether you're five, you know, whether you're in school, out of school, single, married, you know, each of these life areas is really going to impact the different ways that we approach, use, and can healthy, healthily engage with technology. Mm. Um, you know, for our family specifically, it looks, you know, we've got four young kids. And so there's very specific ways that we use it, some out of convenience, some out of conviction. Mm. And so I think both of those are useful and helpful tools when assessing um, yeah. kind of the healthy rhythms of a life. So just before we get into any of the true that's tactical good. examples, just to have a gospel lens through that. So. That's good. And, and, you know, you said that so well, I don't, I don't even need to come behind that, but just to reiterate, yeah, this is not, we're going to share some things here that you may very well go, I'm going to adopt that and do it just like that. Mm -hmm. You may also go, I, I don't think we can start there, but we can start here. But that's helpful to know that they do that. And, you know, maybe we can work towards that, that kind of thing. You yeah, know? So for sure. It's great. Mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. So, John, thoughts from you, like Bree mentioned, four kids, right? Four boys. Four God boys. bless you. Uh, remind us of their ages. Yes. Uh, we have four boys. Yeah, four boys, Oliver, Benjamin, Charlie, and Archie. And they are seven, six, three, and one. It's as crazy as it sounds. And yeah, but before um, kind of getting into the practical things, just want to reiterate how awesome I think technology is. You know, mm. I think we're talking about a lot of the, 
you know, the heavy points, but, you know, some of the ways in which technology is, is, has eliminated some friction points in our lives is just awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way that we shop for groceries, you know, or we're in a pinch and we need to, to grab something real quick and it's at our doorstep. These things are amazing. And, but at the same time, you know, we want to be very intentional in the ways in which we set up boundaries. And some of those for us in our season in life with four boys is we, we just say really no to screen time Monday through Friday. They're all pretty much all in school. And that really helps us from a convenience standpoint, you know, moderate just the the activities at home it, it, it seems to be more calm it seems to be there's more intentional opportunities to engage our kids uh but just from a from a um from a gospel lens you know i think that it just again with the elimination of friction points between the kids it just allows them to to just be kids i think mm-hmm. in, in a more traditional sense but you know and one of the things uh, we also do is is no phones before 10 a.m. and after 10 p.m. You know, we want to just kind of at least give ourselves some breathing room to on the front end of the day, the end of the day. And that's for you two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that in, and that, uh, with that is no phones during family times or mm-hmm. on date nights and things like that. Um, and from a content standpoint, I, you know, for me, I, I can't watch anything with nudity in it and and that's just my own personal conviction it's just something i Mm. i i I try to just avoid completely um and uh that pretty much includes any r-rated movie which is hard Mm. um because yeah i'm a a huge movie fan like i love cinema i love Mm -hmm. um you know, growing up, a lot of the movies that I love fit into that category. And so that's, that's not easy. I mean, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. Those are some of the practical things. I think, um, with, with social media, it's answering the question is, does this platform offer opportunities for me to, to, to be gospel driven? Mm -hmm. And if I can't answer definitively on that, then I, I gotta say, maybe not, you know, maybe that's not the platform for me, but I do think that just about every platform uh, has redemptive qualities. But I think, again, based on the individual, it's based on conviction and, mm-hmm. you know, past history and those types mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. And I, and I will say, too, you know, all of our children are young. And so they're asking to watch Paw Patrol. You know, they're not asking um, <laughs> to go chat with friends or to go do video games um, online with friends and compete. And so as we grow and as our children grow, there will be different things and there will be different boundaries and different rules. And so I think that's, uh, you know, as we listen, as we kind of hear of these strategies, it's important to figure out where you are and where Mm -hmm. you fit on that spectrum. Because I I think of a lot of people with high schoolers who may have one Mm. day every quarter where it's an e-learning day and they're in front of the screen all day. And so it may not be realistic. So I think some of that too, just to- let me be clear that- We fail. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. That no, when, you. <laughs> it's, I'm shocking. Yes. <laughs> no, but one of the the strat- strategies of the evil one is well to, to to acknowledge that we're a part of a greater war, the flesh versus the spirit. And the Westminster Confession of Faith refers to the battle of the, the flesh versus the spirit as an irreconcilable war, mm-hmm. and that we we won't fully see that resolve this mm-hmm. side of eternity. So. I just want to make it really clear that we seek forgiveness. I have to go before the throne daily yeah. um, for, for failing. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are just standards that help us yeah. 
you know, kind of aim small, miss small type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And even in the, uh, you know, it not being, you know, reconciled this side of eternity, you know, we're still called to, you know, to be in that war. There's no really escaping that, that warfare, you know, so even those days that we do fight, you know, it's, it's the classic, Hey, get back up and mm-hmm. you're still in the fight. Yeah. Um, so don't give up on it on just because you failed, but you know, it is a, a daily and oftentimes hourly, you know, at times it, it, um, it feels like a struggle because it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though we won't see the perfection completely resolved here in the now, um, we're still part of that, that spiritual warfare. So yeah. a lot of the, the principles, the strategies that we're talking about, you know, some of them are smaller, some of them are bigger, but ultimately it, it's kind of equipping us, you know, to, to be in the fight, to stay in that fight and to experience the freedom in Christ that comes, you know, when we are really trying to, you know, to live in holiness and whatever that looks like in the digital landscape, that's something that every Christian has been called to. And we're just carrying that banner forward today into digital landscapes. Um, so all these, uh, these plans and strategies and best practices, I think are only there to help us, um, and equip us for that fight. Sure. I'll, I'll go into preacher mode real quick and, and just say, you know, when we look biblically at, What's the kingdom of God about? You might even ask the question, what, you know, what would be the overall um, top priority of Christ in his kingdom? And there's a lot of ways that you can answer that. And probably most appro- appropriately would be that of love, right? That, uh, that we are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love neighbor as ourself. And then you could say, then there's forgiveness, and then there's compassion, and then there's repentance, and there, I mean, there's a lot of lot of things that are really critical to the way of life in the kingdom of God. But one of those that would be up there, that's mentioned a lot in the in the teachings of Christ and the teachings of the apostles, is self denial, mm-hmm. and that's one that we don't tend to want to talk about often <laughs> or highlight. Yeah, yeah, is highlight. Hey, this is. This is part of what Christ has called us to, to be a follower of him. In fact, he, he very blatantly said, uh, if you want to follow me, you got to take up your cross, deny, deny yourself daily and follow me. And it's not, it's not self-denial in the sense of, um, so that we, again, so that, so that it can have some type of selfish motivation behind it. So I can feel better about myself so that I can, you know, think I've accomplished something or whatever, or, or to get closer to God even is self-denial because, that's who we are now as a people of Jesus, because that's who he is. He denied himself for the sake of, of those around him and for the sake of our salvation and for the glory of, of the Father. And so now that he's in us and we're united to him, who are we to be? Well, we're to be like Christ, only through the power of Christ in us. And so it applies to this arena, right? And this is, man, I struggle so much here because I can find myself exercising self-denial in other areas, mm-hmm. But then in the digital world, you can so easily justify it Mm. for some of the same reasons we've already mentioned, Mm. either in the previous uh, conversation or this one of, of, well, you know, this, this movie, a lot of people are raving about this show. I want to know what they're talking about. I don't, I don't want to miss it. Right. Or, or this movie got best, best picture for the Oscars. I I can't not watch that. You know, well, the reality is, well, yeah, no, we can not watch that. Mm right? If it means us pursuing holiness, then I can miss out on the social aspect of what, whatever it is, 
for the sake of glorifying Christ in, in, in the same thing for our kids. And so, sorry, little, little sermonette there, but that's, that's part of where I see in my own life of like, no, 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 this, the standard of holiness to the glory of God is the same in the digital space as, as it is outside the digital space. But yet we'll live as though those are two different realms in terms of what God's called us to. And, oh, he looks at this and he's probably not as, you know, holding me to the same standard here. We would never say that. We kind of act that way. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and and so do y'all feel that? I mean, you, you, yeah. you am, I, am I am I am I in preacher world and nobody's going? <laughs> and, and everybody's going. Oh, I don't know if you're really hitting on anything there, Jeff. But is that? I mean, you yeah. feel that? You think uh, it's accurate? True. Absolutely. I yeah. I go ahead. No, please. <laughs> no, um, you know, we tell clients. Um, you know, we have clients that we have managed social media accounts for, and what we tell people is that social media accounts give personality to whatever the brand is. Um, and so uh, what you see from a lot of times is celebrities have brand managers, which is really just personality managers who are mm-hmm. managing their social media. And so that's what really you have when you think about social media specifically. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, we talk about what we love, um, mm. whether when, when someone's first falling in love, you know, and everybody else rolls their eyes because that's all they're talking about is whoever they're in love with. <laughs> when someone first has a baby, you know, all you see is pictures of their baby. When mm-hmm. someone gets a pet, all mm-hmm. you see is pictures of their pet. Yep. And so it's, what we do is we project what we love. And so our our brands, our, our social media pro- pro- profiles, really reflective of what we love in Christ. Mm. You know, God has asked, a, or God has told us and charged us with being the aroma of Christ to a watching world. Mm. And so do our social profiles, do our search histories, um, do does the media we consume present the aroma of Christ? You know, I think that's a one very mm. practical way, um, mm. really, of just thinking through how we approach the digital landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk quickly here about, I have teenagers. I have my, well, my oldest is not a teenager anymore. He's 20. Um, but that still counts in my mind. Uh, and then I have, so that's our oldest son. And then our daughters are almost 16, 14 and uh, 11. And our 11, because she has older sisters who are 14 and pretty much 16, she's, she's 11 going on 15 herself. But um, I tell you what's hard. This, is, this has been the challenge for Rachel and me. All of it's hard, no matter what the ages of your kids are. But what becomes even more challenging as they get older is that they are friends. Our kids are they're at public high school. And, so, and this would be true, I think, at a Christian private high school as well. But they're friends their parents aren't carrying the same convictions that we are. So their friends have, many of their friends have free reign, no boundaries, no screen time bound, uh, limits, nothing on their phones. Their parents aren't monitoring their phones. They have no idea what their kids are doing on their phones. And that's what is around my kids. So then what, what do they plead and whine about? why do I have these limits on my phone? And why do you check my text messages? And why do you, you know, and, and constantly having to fight that battle of, well, you know, and that Rachel and I get tired of fighting and honestly don't give the heart behind it enough as we should. Uh, too often our answer is because that's the rules of our house. So sorry, you know, <laughs> it's just how it, that's how it, it is. is yeah. You know, that's how it is in our family. They don't, they're not my kids. I, I can't, I can't do that with them, but I can do it with you more, more often I need to, Rachel and I need to get to the heart of, well, here's why. It's because, one, we're a marked out people, right? We are to be different in the world that we live in. 
But secondly, uh, there's the spiritual reality of it all, that we want, we want this to be for heart development so that we can walk with Jesus better. And, and these things can consume us in such a way in the digital landscape to where that can become problematic. But secondly, even if you take the spiritual aspect out of it, the, the brain development, the chemical imbalances that occur, the ways in which you live in a world of comparison and never live, you know, I'm never good enough, I'm never good enough, I'm never good enough, because that's where teenage girls are going to live, and teenage boys, when they live in that world of, and I'm thinking specifically of social media. But, um, but anyway, if, if, if parents are listening that are in our stage of life and you have teenage kids, just know, hear me say, if you're a member of Perimeter Church, and, and I, I get the great privilege of being your pastor. It is hard. It is so hard. It is a daily battle. But hear me say this. It is a battle that we have to keep fighting. As soon as you stop fighting it, this will win your kids' brains and their hearts, not you, not the Lord. So we have to fight that battle. And we and even though it's so wearisome and exhausting, um, and, and we, just like you said earlier, John, man, you know, Rachel and I will look at each other often and just go, man, we, we, we got to fight better mm-hmm. for the hearts of our kids because, um, they're kids. I mean, they're, they're it's not, they're going to, they're going to live right here mm-hmm. all the time. This is going to be their posture, literal posture physically all day long. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't intervene. And, and so, um, one thought I would, yeah. would share is, and I don't do not have teen children yet oh my goodness my heart started beating (laughs) but what i would say is you know i imagine that there's going to be a point where my relationship to my boys is going to be less father to son and more peer-to-peer yep and i'm going to have to appeal to their kind of like that type of relationship dynamic in order to resonate with them and and i and i hate to to mention this, but maybe one of my kids is not actively following the Lord. Sure. And I have to, um, in a, and if I appeal to their spiritual senses, which may not be there, there is a plethora of uh, scientific data that appeals right. to just the intellectual mind of, um, there is, there's no shortage of news articles, but one specific kind of graph that really kind of sent shockwaves through my body was they did, there was this, uh, I think it was the New York Times actually, that had this graph that from 1999 to 2019 or 20, they mapped out um, ages 10 to 19 device usage uh, three hours or more. And, and, and they also charted hospital beds utilized for self-inflicted wounds and over the course of time, that growth was kind of hockey stick growth when the digital technology became mm. in the palm of our hand, meaning that those in which who have um, unregulated access to their phones and whatever they want, it's harmful to them, their physical sense, the suicide rates, the anxiety. You, you could, I imagine, appeal to a, a teenager who is you know kind of struggling with that mm-hmm. to say this is not good for your mental health your physiological being um i plead with you to kind of mm-hmm. just look at the data there and, sure. and see but at the same time there was another study that was done to say who texts and drives and i <laughs> think there was like this staggering uh statistic like 80 percent of people admitted uh that they did it despite that same 65 or 70% of that group said it's wrong to do. 
Mm. It did it anyways. And so there's also that type of thing where we know in some regard, every one of us knows that in some ways, you know, abusing the digital landscape is not good for us, but we do it anyways. But I think that maybe appealing to some of the statistical, showcasing some of these data points could maybe hopefully spark some sort of wake up call, Mm. you know, potentially. Yeah. 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 You know, I think it's really easy, like, for us to think through technology, even through the lens of addiction, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's addiction to the news, whether it's addiction to social media, whether it's addiction to watching videos, YouTube videos, um, gaming, you know, I think there's a lot of studies related to gaming, but I think it goes beyond that um, specifically. And so, you know, I think about, we all, like the the idea that an alcoholic shouldn't walk into a bar, the temptation's too great. I think we, in some ways, need to be thinking about that even through social media. Mm. You know, I think about, um, or those other mediums that I mentioned, you know, I was a child when AOL.com um, <laughs> came out. And so I remember the dial-up and how getting online, you know, it made all the phones turn off. You know, our children today, our children are growing up in this. And there is not the data. There isn't. There aren't the resources out there to tell us the damage it's doing. I mean, research is just starting to come out because mm. there's enough data points there. Yep. And so I think there's so much proactiveness. And a lot of it is really, I think, a common sense um, from those that maybe have lived without it to be able to see the dangers that maybe our youth just don't see inherently because they're in it mm. all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, my thought goes to, you know, we're talking about age ranges. So, I mean, a lot of what you guys are describing, you know, I'm just kind of soaking in because you've kind of gone before me with the age ranges of your kids. And so, you know, I've just got the three-year-old son and we're expecting another one in, in, in June and baby girl, um, baby girl yeah. in June. So, you know, I'm listening to you talk about, you know, raising daughters and I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I got to start soaking in all the knowledge I can, but, um, yeah. One of the things that, um, when we talk about, you know, conviction, um, in, in a, in a good sense, you know, not to drive to shame, but to drive to, you know, certainly repentance, but also, Hey, what should I be doing? What, what is a healthier approach? Um, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking more of as I'm watching, you know, my, my son grow in his awareness, you know, he's paying more attention to, what's going on. And he's a fairly articulate kid. So even just the way he's expressing, you know, some of the things he's noticing, um, I've noticed him paying more attention to me on my phone Mm -hmm. and just, Mm -hmm. you know, the change in behavior I see in him when I'm, you know, spending a lot more time on my phone and, you know, in a lot of circumstances, you know, I'm responding to an email, I'm following up on a text. So in my head, I'm like, right, right, I'm I'm being productive. I'm doing what I feel like I need to do right now. In his mind, he's looking at me and, you know, I I can only imagine what he's thinking, but you know, I might sum it up as, all right, I want to play with dad. Dad's not playing with me right now. So I'm going to do some stuff to get his attention. So all that's done in, in my head is, you know, certainly underscore, Hey, I want to take advantage of this season in my son's life because he's not going to stay like this. He's going to grow. Um, someday, you know, I'd like to be able to look back and, you know, remember, you know, some of those moments where I was playing, you know, daddy monster or whatever it is. Um, but just the mindfulness, it's almost like that moment where you see yourself from outside yourself, you're kind Mm -hmm. of viewing yourself, you know, on your device. And it just kind of, uh, underscored for me, Hey, I, I need to set this aside. I need to have intentional moments where I set this aside because he's paying attention. And even going back to what you guys were saying, just of the watching world, you know, the way that we interact on social media, there, there's a world around us that's paying attention. Um, and so 
we want to be very cognizant of that. But even in our in our home, it, to me, that's been the conviction, being aware of what is my three-year-old son seeing when he's watching me and the opportunity for me to model something that I hope would be a healthy standard as he gets older, as all of a sudden, you know, he's wanting his own, you know, iPhone or Android or whatever it is, you know, when he gets to be that old. Um, so that's, yeah. And for me, practically, that's something, um, that I've kind of made a conviction about is, you know, so I, I don't have an an Apple watch and I'm looking at Brianna's and and so it's no judgment on hers. It it looks awesome. And, you know, for me, that was just something early on that John and I have one on too. So don't don't pick on Brianna. So apparently hers, you know, is nicer. Um, but it's for me, I just realized it's so easy for me to live connected to yeah. my devices. And so to add another device, it yeah. might make some things more efficient for me. Sure. But um, that was just a decision I made for myself. Um, and again, it's, you know, I don't want to, to project that onto anyone else. That's something that I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, Hey, you know what? You're but I think fun. you're onto something there. I mean, days that I don't wear mine, uh, there, there's a un unsuspected like I didn't I'm not expecting it freedom that I end up by the end of the day I'm like wait I wasn't con- my wrist wasn't constantly how buzzing. much did you miss it yeah like and it was and it was okay to not notice as soon as the text came in and or a reminder or whatever I mean there, there's yeah I mean it's not just this I think one of the things I would want to stress what you're saying Josh what we're all saying is this isn't legalism right mm-hmm. this isn't like hey do better be better try harder and if you can just get it right, everything will be, it's, it's not that it's, it's what are steps of wisdom that we can take for ourselves personally and for our families that help us thrive more in the way that God designed life to mm-hmm. be. And that, that has a mass, a massive impact on the digital space because that's how much our, our lives are dominated by that now. Right. So if we're going to flourish in the, in the kingdom of God, it has to have implications in the digital space. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so things like it can feel legalistic, but it's not things like saying, okay, I'm thinking about what you guys said. No, no, you know, don't pick up your phone before 10 AM and and then it's gotta be down by 10 PM, you know, and, or screen time limits that you put on your kids. I mean, we use, we use the life 360 app with our kids and we've got two drivers and you can see everywhere that they go. And some people say, well, that's, you know, helicopter parenting. I was like, well, in this day and age, it's things are just different than they were when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties. Right. Uh, Have we swung the pendulum too far in some ways? Maybe my, you know, I I roamed all over my neighborhood and town that I grew up in and nobody ever knew where I was. That probably wasn't very wise either, either. Right. But there's, there's the responsibility that we have as parents to engage. I think this is the point I'm making. I don't know what point I was making. I was just talking. Here's the point. (laughs) We have to engage. We can't be parents or people who don't exercise self-control and self-denial with ourselves and with our kids, uh, we'll pay for it if we don't. And so, um, you know, one of the things to, to wrap up here, um, one of the things that I think we have hit in this that I'm going to take away and go, man, I, uh, I, I want to, and I hope those who've tuned in will feel similar. I, I want to be as, deliberate and intentional in the digital spaces I, as I am in other areas of my life. It's no less of an important area. And I allow for far too much uh, margin within, you know, just whatever it may be. I mean, I, I, there's a, 
There's a word game on my phone. I can't, Wordscape, I think is the name of it. That I just play way too much. Like there's just nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. And I think it's making me smarter, right? <laughs> Expanded your vocabulary. Expanded, yeah, which yeah, I'm sure it hasn't. But, but those are my justifications for it. And I just play it way too much, right? With my kids sitting right next to me, I'm just kind of doodling on trying to figure out what the next word is. And Is that bad? No. Is it wise? Probably not. Can I play it? Yes, but just do so wisely. And I'm not always wise with it. Those, those, kind, those kind of things. John, tell us again where we can get our hands on your book so that, so that we can use that as a resource. Absolutely. Yeah, my lovely wife built a, a website around this book uh, called the uh, gospelthread.org. Or just gospel thread. It's gospelthread.org, sorry. You can download the book there. There's also a few other little things on there. And the there. name of the book again? A Gospel Thread in the Digital Labyrinth. Gospel Thread in the Digital Labyrinth. Uh, go to gospelthread.org. Um, any other thoughts, just closing ideas, thoughts that you would want to make sure people hear that we that we didn't touch on? The only thing that I, um, whenever I think about, you know, the digital landscape, um, and this is something that, you know, it, you know, could lead to a much deeper conversation somewhere down the road, but um, there was a TED Talk, and I can't remember the, the, the name of the gentleman who was giving the TED Talk, but it, it in light of, you know, just really having a lens of, you know, being mindful of addiction and addictive patterns that can emerge, you know, as we engage with the digital landscape. Uh, the TED Talk basically was about, you know, how do we confront addiction? And one of the things that we're discovering is the value of community being um, something to pull us away from addictive patterns. Mm -hmm. And so even in this discussion, I think there's, there's wisdom in the way God created the world, the way God designed the world. And so even if we were to take a lot of the, the spiritual answers out of, you know, the digital conversation, there's, like we've said, there's abundant data and scientific research pointing to the same. And I think that points back to, well, that's kind of because God created the world that way. There are things that are, you know, bad for us and unhealthy for us, but mm -hmm. there's, there's healthier ways and healthier directions we could go. But even just as we think about the digital landscape and a, a lot of the things that it has replaced, um, one thing that I don't think it's meant to replace is community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the more that we lean into community, um, certainly at the church, but just, you know, amongst other people, whether they be neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, I think the more that we're you know, making sure that we are connected to other people, I think not that that's going to solve all of our you know, tension points when it comes to the digital landscape, but I think it goes a long way. Mm. Um, so that's just something that I come back to is oftentimes when I feel unhealthy patterns emerging, there, it's, there's often a parallel to moving away from, from people and yeah. connections and relationships. So just identifying that and being aware of that has been kind of a game changer for me That's and good. pulled me back to, I think, a healthier biblical perspective. It's good. Yeah. That's great. I would just say that um, in the digital labyrinth, as we're referring to it today, we have an almighty helper mm -hmm. who can, he's got the right tools, who is with us, who has gone before us. He has, he knows every temptation that, everything that we we know in scripture that that ring that should that rings true mm. and we can hold on to that that's real and as daunting and as big as this topic seems to be there's grace upon grace mm. and you know it's easy to to you know throw darts at it and you know uh, be scared of it or be intimidated by it but we have the ultimate hope our living hope in christ mm. so just amen come back to that yeah yeah
Yeah. And I would just say, honestly, just pray, you know, pray for wisdom. Yes. Um, because there's, there's not a five-step plan right. uh, to tackle this. Um, you could, you could read 20 books on this topic and still feel pretty overwhelmed by this. Um, but our Lord is not overwhelmed with this topic. Mm. Um, he's not afraid of the digital landscape. Mm. He's not surprised by it. Um, and so I think just that we would be, would humbly go before a God who generously gives wisdom. Um, Mm. that's so good. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to sit down with me for a good chunk of time here and discuss something that's just really, really important and um, I know there's a lot that I'll be chewing on for me I'll take home and say to my wife and kids you know what let's let's think about this again and uh, hopefully many of you as well will do the same so thank you so much for joining us digging deeper podcast can't wait to have you next time